One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors. The Renault Capture comes with a five-star safety rating and is an ideal compact SUV with lots of space for the family. Pick up your 192 Capture at Blackstone Motors this August. See blackstonemotors.ie. Midweek Late Lunch, you're very welcome to the show. Lots of interesting people, as usual, for the next couple of hours. We're going to hear about Combines for Charity. They're 10 years old this year, and we'll hear the money they've raised. Zoe Warden is with us. She's a wonderful lady. She's uh, set up a new business, a vegan restaurant in Dundalk. We're going to hear about that. The Healy's are home from Australia. We met them a few years ago, and they're here for the fly, and they're going to entertain us and chat and have a bit of crack with us after 2 o'clock. But we're starting again with the FLA today, but from a different angle. You see, my first guest, yes, he's home for the FLA, from Philadelphia. Pat Carr is a professor of sociology in the States who comes from a well-known Drogheda family. His late dad, Pat, was a prominent businessman and former mayor of the town. He's a lot to live up to, hasn't he? Well, he has indeed, as you're going to hear over the next while. Pat, you're very welcome to the show. Delighted to be here, Joe. Thank you for joining me. And I want to say, first of all, I knew your dad and your mam Olive so well. And what what a home you must have grown up in. Because I mentioned the mayor and his business, but your father, he was involved in so much. He really was. And and we were talking, myself and my sister were talking this week about how he would have loved to be here this week. Yeah. And he'd be walking across the town, meeting people and just beaming with pride. So um, wherever he is, I'm sure he's having a good he's laugh. He's looking yeah, down. Absolutely. I know that for absolutely. sure. Yeah. Listen, you're welcome home. What do you make of it? Uh, you've been here a few days. You're catching the atmosphere oh, you've been fabulous. having about. Fabulous. I can't, I, I can't get over that this is the place I grew up in. And actually, I'm home with a friend of mine, Joe Grossman, who's originally from Maple Drive. And the two of us are walking around. This is great. Why didn't we have this when we were growing up? You know, so, uh, you know, we're, we're loving it. We're loving the atmosphere. It's fabulous. The town looks great. Everybody's having a good time. The music is extraordinarily good. And the lads that are coming on later, I uh, just talking to them out in the, in the foyer there. I can't wait to see them. The Healy's, they yes, they fabulous. are. They're great guys. They really are. Now, you mentioned Joe Grossman there, a, a lifelong friend of yours, and you're both on the other side of the Atlantic. This was a plan. This was a jolly boys. You're, you're on your Todd. We are. We are. We are footloose and fancy free <laughs> and unencumbered by family and children and whatever else. And we're having a great time. We're really, we're, we're literally drinking it in. <laughs> Let me ask you this. <laughs> How did life get you to the States and when did you go? What did you, you went to school in the local schools here. Did, did you go to yeah. university in Ireland? I did. I uh, went to UCD, did my uh, uh, bachelor's there and my master's there. And, you know, to be honest, so going to, we went to college in the 1980s. Uh, lucky to go, right? Lucky to actually have a place in college. So I started there in 83. But there was nothing for us. Now, Joe finished, he did his bachelor in science, left in 86. Uh, and got a job in America because there weren't jobs. He was a computer scientist. 
weren't jobs at home. And he did come home for a short period of time in the late 80s, but again was lured away. I mean, because there wasn't really the opportunities. For me, I wanted to do a doctorate. And this is this is the God's truth. So the story is this. There was a scholarship. I don't know if it's still available called the Traveling Scholarship, where they would pay a student. It was like a, an exam and an interview and all sorts of things. Like you'd, you'd compete for it. They'd pay a student once every four years in, in d- different disciplines to go away and do a PhD. Now, where was the logic in that? It was like, we're actually going to give you money if you leave. Now, no, there was no money to stay. And I have since come across in my field a whole bunch of people who had the same traveling scholarship I did, and not one of them came back. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. So you got the scholarship I did. and off you went. Where did that take you to? It took me America? to the University of Chicago. Uh, in in Chicago, Illinois. And what did you study there? Sociology. And uh, managed to last through six Chicago winters, which was no small feat, let me tell you. Uh, it gets colder there than I thought possible. When your nose hair freezes, that's when you know it's really, really cold. <laughs> when you're breathing in and it's like a bit hold up a second. <laughs> did my nose hair just freeze? It did. Uh, so, uh, but I enjoyed my time there in Chicago, and then my first job after that was in Philadelphia. And was it easy um, becoming legal in the states, or was that part and parcel of the initial scholarship, or what? Oh, right. So uh, I had so you had a student visa for the scholarship, and then when it, when I went there, uh, I met my wife uh, at grad school. So we got married in 1994. We were 25 years married this year. And Congratulations. I changed my status from student to permanent resident. And that's what I have now. So the, through the her, card. who yeah. was um, an American, American herself, citizen, and yeah. you became mm-hmm. uh, sorted out over there. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Young love. Yeah. Met on the first day of grad school, would you believe? Yeah. Really? Yeah. She was very lucky. And <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, wait, no, that was me. I was very lucky. She's going to be listening I to know, this. She, yeah, well, yeah. Is, it, is it on the web? Wow. Okay, Maria, trouble. <laughs> do you hear what he's saying to, this yeah. afternoon about you here back home in Ireland? Maria Kefalis yes. is her name. And yeah. here's the thing. She's a sociologist as yeah. well. So I just take it your house is pretty sorted. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. We have long conversations and we don't always agree. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, it actually works out very well. We've actually worked together. We've written together, which surprises yes. some people. Like a lot of, there's a lot of sociology couples, but not many of them actually write together. Mm. And we do actually, in terms of our working styles, we're very different. And it, I've, you know, so it ends up being compatible, you know, in terms of how, particularly when we're writing, her style is different to mine, but it, they complement. We'll come back to that in yeah. a little while. You have three children and here's the other thing is there going to be another sociologist in the house? Uh, there might be yeah the oldest one is going to be a sociology major she's uh, going into her second year of college in the College of Worcester in Ohio and uh, she just recently informed me when I drove her back out there and moved her into her new place so you know have you chosen your major yet? and she's looking at me and she's like I think it's going to be sociology <laughs> three I said are you kidding me? <laughs> Oh, but here, come on, yeah. Pat. She's following in the footsteps. That I has to be great I should pride be proud. in that. I should yes. be proud. I'm just worried. For sure. <laughs> no, don't, no. don't, don't be a bit. You also have two other children. You yes. have PJ, yes. who's your son, and you have Joy. Yes, Calliope. Cal, 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 as she's yeah, known. Yeah, Cal. She's Calliope Joy is her name. Uh, we call her Cal. She has lots of different nicknames, but Cal is good. She responds to Cal. Now, Cal is nine years of age. She's nine years of age. Yeah, she's an extraordinary young woman. Tell our listeners why she's extraordinary. Well, when she was two and a half, uh, she was diagnosed with 
uh, and it's, this is a mouthful, so I'll, I'll give it the full title and then the, you know, the, the condensed bit. Metachromatic leukodystrophy, or MLD. And we had no idea what that was. And, so the, and it, she was diagnosed actually on the day my sister turned 50, June 26, 1992, or not, not 1992, in um, 2012. And um, when they told us, I mean, I had to look this thing up. It is a degenerative incurable white matter disease that slowly strips these kids of their ability to walk, talk, feed themselves, and basically do like all the functions that we have. And so, you know, you're given this diagnosis. It is, you know, the worst day of your life, you know. You get this because at the time we were told, no cure, go home, make yourself comfortable, uh, book your make-a-wish trip, and do the best you can. That was it. That was it. That was what we were told. And, you know, when you, when you finally, when the shock, the initial shock wears off and you say, well, well what, what does that actually mean? How do, how, do, like, how do we do this? Is there a book? There's no book, right? Are, are there resources online? There are no real resources online. There has to be other people like us. And there are, right? There are. Um, how do we do this? So we did the best we could, and we got some some help and some some help in the house. and And there are some wonderful doctors at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia that helps us out. And we would have to, you know, go in to see the orthopedist one day, and then next week we'd go in and see physical therapy, occupational therapy, and the next week would be nutrition and you know all this other stuff. And it it was just it, it was a constant sort of revolving door of people telling you what to do and sometimes the advice would conflict and and it it was it was really extremely difficult and so when after Cal was diagnosed um you know she this is how i describe it, she fell off a cliff right you know she stopped talking uh she couldn't walk anymore she lost the ability to feed herself and it became very difficult to give her enough nutrition to keep her going. Um, and she was very, very uncomfortable because the disease, you know, because it attacks the central nervous system, was causing spasms and, you know, she was having some GI issues and, you know, so those, all of these things were happening. And so the sort of the long and the short of, of, of our situation is she's still with us, even though we were told at the time she won't live past five Right, and she's nine now. She's nine. She's, she's going to be ten in December, and I'll tell you, she'll make that birthday. I'm pretty sure about that. And she, she's extraordinary, but she is this way because of what um, has happened in the seven years since she was diagnosed. A lot has happened in the care and treatment of these kids, and we like to think we've been a small part in sort of greasing the wheels for this. A big part, I want to say, because you've. Yourself and your wife, Maria, have set up a foundation. We have. And it's called? The Calliope Joy Foundation. Yeah, it's lovely. After her, right. After her. um, Again, and and I have to pay tribute to Maria because really she's the driving force in this. I mean, she's really... And, and, you know, the way she describes it, I think this is a fair way for, for me to sort of discuss it, would be that she had a choice of either let this thing destroy you or do something. She chose to do something. So in 2013, probably about seven months after we were diagnosed, we started this foundation. We hadn't 
a clue what we were doing. And when I look back at the very first um, draft of a mission statement that we had, like we were like, you know, scattershot, like all over the place. We re- I think initially what we were trying to do was like build a mural which was completely ridiculously stupid when I think about it. But that was like we, we had to focus on something. And we ended up not doing that, but we ended up using that money to actually uh, help send children to a, a revolutionary and experimental gene therapy treatment in Milan. And it was kind of through that that was the sort of eureka moment that we had that we could use even small bits of money that we raised to help other families. So initially there was travel grants, uh, and this gene therapy is a is a it's it's not a cure as such, but it's a treatment for kids who have this disease but who are pre symptomatic. So usually by the time you find out that you have this disease, it's progressed to a point where they can't do anything for you, right? But what happens is in some families, an older child will get this. The other younger kids are, are tested and maybe one of them has it, but they haven't shown any symptoms. For them, this gene therapy can actually stop the process of degeneration before it really gets going. And I've met a bunch of these kids who've been through this and they are extraordinary. It's just... And it's this a, has come miracle. from you. And, and, and through the auspices of your lovely daughter, Cal, your wife, yourself and this foundation as well. You've raised a mountain of money. I want to mention your son, PJ, here. Yes. This cupcake idea. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> so you're starting out. One of the, the, we, we've become known as Cal's Cupcakes, right? And it's funny. We, we, we have an annual event uh, every September in the local school that's going into our seventh cupcake challenge. And we have, like, uh, cupcakes from area bakeries, about 15 or so area bakers, about 5,000 cupcakes, there's a kids' baking competition. There's also a thing. It's a great day. It's a really fun family day. And we raise some money, but it's really about sort of a community building yes. day. And it's funny, whenever – and Cal goes. She go, like she go, And she's like a rock star when she shows up because the kids at the school, they all know Cal and the story of the company. And they come, Cal, if, is Cal coming? Is there cupcakes today? Is there, you know, and so on. And she comes in, and they're literally screaming. And coming over, kind of getting my photograph taken with Cal. And it's really kind of cool. And she sometimes she's into it, and sometimes she's a bit diva-ish. And she'll just like, you know, because she, she doesn't speak, but she can communicate her moods very, very clearly. So you know when she's into something and when she's not. So sometimes she gets a little tired of the attention, and we have to kind of like, okay, guys, you need to step back and give her her space because she's, you know. Uh, but, yeah, so back in the beginning of when we were scouting around for something to do, uh, our son... You know, we said, why don't we do a bake sale? And so we came up with the cupcakes, and then he said, so this is how it kind of came, coalesced into an idea. If we sold a million cupcakes, could we cure Cal? It's like, Maria and I are looking at each other. That's a really good idea, right? You know, and so we were kind of thinking, well, that's, you know, right? So that's where the, the genesis of what, you know, became, you know, our, our signature event and our what we're known for and the symbol of the cupcake and so forth. People say, how did that come about? So I was really PJ. It's a great story. Yeah. And, uh, and, 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 you know, the way he tells it now, he gets sort of adds stuff onto it that, you know, <laughs> didn't really happen. He's entitled to it. He's yeah, he entitled to yeah, it. He, he came up with yeah. How is she now heading towards her 10th birthday? Um, what, what's the prognosis? So the prognosis is, you know, she's, she's still... Uh, 
degenerating. She's still losing function. She doesn't see very well. Um, she, um, th- there are periods of time when it's clear that she's kind of in whatever sort of non-contact zone. She's away in her world. But actually, every day she gets to laugh. Um, she, you know, she, she responds to us. She knows the people closest to her. She knows our voices now. Um, she listens to television rather than watches it, but she knows her, her various programs and her m- movies and laughs at, you know, she laughs at the funny bits and the minions or Despicable Me and she has a, you know, good sense of humor and she, you know, she has, there's, she has a way, she does have a way of communicating and we've kind of figured out how, you know, what she wants and how she wants it. And, and this was the child that you were told at two years of age yeah. to go home, yeah. take a make-a-wish break yep. and do your best. That's it. What a story this is. Short break on late lunch, Pat Carr's going nowhere. You'd think this story has only this aspect to it. We'll hear what's coming. Pat Carr's home from Philadelphia for the fly and he's telling us the story about his beautiful daughter, Cal. Can this be cracked long-term? I, I mean, like... Will there come a day when no child should have to live with this? Yes. Yeah, and I, I, for a couple of reasons. One, genetically, it's a very simple disease. There's one gene, one faulty gene. Two, there is a treatment that can basically reverse engineer this gene, turn off the, the bad stuff and turn on the good stuff. But what needs to happen, there's two things that need to happen. Number one, we need to screen at birth, right? That's the key. Like you need to know when your child is born. For for us, the late infantile type of this disease, it manifests itself between eighteen months and two and a half years. And Cal was absolutely typical. She started to have some developmental issues. She was actually in early intervention for that, and then have some really difficult walking issues. She just you know she found it difficult to walk or was afraid to go downstairs and this wasn't like her because when she was very young she was a complete head case you know she'd fire herself at things and so we, we knew that this was there was something yes. wrong because things were changing yeah things so screening is number one what else and and just you know the, again just the wider availability of the treatments that are there and the reason i say that i'm confident is that there are several pharmaceutical companies in america right now who are piloting gene therapies that are targeted at these diseases and I'm positive that we're going to be able to have not only like one type of treatment but several types of treatment that will be able to cure these kids but we have to know that yeah. early. This right. affects a, a lot of people and, and you know this from your foundation as well and you met a family in Ireland uh, on your trip home you've met somebody I here. I did. The Martin family are from Wicklow Town. They have two boys uh, one very similar to Cal, uh, was diagnosed when he was symptomatic, uh, Cal. And the other, Kieran, because his brother was diagnosed, he was diagnosed prior to being symptomatic. He was very young, I think a little bit about a year old. And he's been through the gene therapy treatment in Milan. And I got to meet both of them on Monday, and they were wonderful parents. Um, extraordinary people, just inspirational people. And the two boys, I mean, Cal's just a beautiful child. And Kieran was, you know, he has some walking issues, but I, I saw him. We were up in the Epic Center in Dublin. He was bombing up and down that food court, and every time he'd fell, fall down, he'd pull himself back up and keep going. And, you know, it, it was inspirational to meet this family yes, and, and see that child who's been through this. And also to meet Carl, who's just like, these kids are 
just beautiful. Mm. And I say again, what yeah. you've done is extraordinary, Pat, yourself and Marie and the family as well, to to get up after your child is diagnosed and, and get working for not alone her, Cal, but for others as well and for the long term here. Now, look, I know you really, you're reluctant to talk about this, but I, I do want you to talk about this because you have your own health challenges. I do. <laughs> yeah, I, I was diagnosed. Actually, I, I beat Cal to the punch. I was diagnosed probably about eight months before she was uh, with multiple myeloma. So it's one of these can't quite cure cancer, but, you know, you can kind of keep it in its box with the right treatment. And I've been able to do that. For and that's what they've been doing. Yeah. Yeah. For seven years. And you live with that every day. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. But sure. You know, we all have stuff. So. <laughs> and you can't say to me today you're cancer free. No, because I'm still I'm in active treatment right now. So at this minute in time. Yeah. yeah but I'm only I'm only on monthlies now. So I was on weekly last November. So once you get down to the less frequent, uh, you're going in the right direction. So that's always positive. Do you ever look up? You said your dad was looking down at us today. I'm sure he is, Pat, and thinking about us. Do you ever look up in the sky and think, what did I do? What did we do? No, I mean, there's, like, honestly, look, uh, everybody has their own philosophy about this. But look, I think that, you know, there's, you're wasting your effort, like, moaning about your situation. Just, you know, go and do something. You don't have to. Like, it's not actually, to be honest, I have a great quality of life. I mean, I don't, I'm over here at the flat. I'm having jar this week. You know, my oncologist said, you can take a week off the pills. Go have a good time. And I'll bring him back a nice big bottle of Guinness. <laughs> and it's, you know, I mean, it's, not, it's, it's like that. You don't, you know. So in other words, you know, where once when you got this news, you felt, well, time will be short, perhaps. Or, you know, there was doom and gloom. You are an example of somebody now that is living with a cancer, like somebody would live like me with a heart condition or similar. Yeah. Yeah. And that's honestly, the. I mean, different people you know, have different outcomes with myeloma. Mine has been very good. I've been, like, my cancer responds well to the treatments and I'm fine with that. So it's like, you know, it's good. My hair isn't as good as I'd like it to be, but, <laughs> but you know what? Hey, Pat, look over this side of the <laughs> desk. Yeah, 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 yeah. Neither is mine. Who am I telling? <laughs> We're all so in the, the same So the Brillo hair that I have, like, I just, you know, that's fine. So, as I say, I said to him, I said, you know what? It beats dying, so uh, yeah. I can I can do with losing hair as long as, you know, I can get up in the morning, so it's fine. Good trade for me. What an example you are. What a shining light you are. And I can tell you something. Your sisters, Caroline and Barbara, I know are so proud of you. And Barbara did say to me that you are her hero. Yeah, that's very nice to say. Yeah, yeah that's, well, what do you say to that? I, I, it doesn't, I don't feel like, surviving is not heroism, you mm, know, but... Mm. But still, yeah. but still, there's a lot to be dealt with. Come back to the sociology, because time will beat us in a few moments, but I'm dying to come back to this for a moment with you. Well, what do you say about American sociology and Trump and oh. Brexit and what's happening with Russia and the Middle East and the world? Pat, what do we do? How Where much time we do we have left? Oh, no, I know, I yeah. know. But, you know, do you I'm, ever... Yeah. I'm just asking you, look at your outlook to life so positive. That Are you positive about the world and the human race, ultimately? Are we heading for catastrophe? I hope not. You know, I, look, I think we've been in these kinds of situations before. And I think, you know, particularly just taking Trump and the sort of turn to the right and, you know, the kind of the populism and the, 
you know, hoodwinking the people and all this kind of stuff. I, we've been there before. And I think it's just been it's been such a long time that people have forgotten. But we came but we came out of that. And I think we can this time too. I mean, I'll tell you, job one though, Jerry, we have to get that man out next year. Um and I speak as somebody who has worked on campaigns for Democrats in, in, in the States and and it's it's serious and I think the Democrats need to get their house in order quickly. You need to choose a good candidate. And we all and in my state, my state went red last time, which I can't even believe. Pennsylvania is a blue state. Yes, it should never be red. As long as we do that, I think we can at least that's one step, right? Get him out and then try and undo some of the damage he's done. And I think if we do that, that's at least a positive step in the right direction. But are people actually copping onto it? Because you know, you know the old Irish saying: you can fool some of the people some of the time, but not all of the people all of the time. But he seems to. Sway, yeah. Well, I, it's, it's, there are two two things. One, his his base are always going to believe him. You know, uh, he can do no wrong for them. So, you're not going to ever convert those people. It was the independents who voted for him, the people who stayed away, and the people who voted for Jill Stein in my state. That was the like the third party candidate. That's what killed Pennsylvania for Hillary. And I'll tell you something else. The last thing that Hil- the mistake that Hillary made was she didn't campaign in all of August that year, and she never went to the states that you know were needed, like so parts of Pennsylvania or Michigan or Wisconsin. Um, she felt that she had enough, mm. and I think that, you know they they made some critical errors in their campaign. I hope whoever it is for the Democrats this time doesn't do that. And I think if they don't, there'll be enough of a sort of a wedge in terms of these battleground states that I think the Democrat candidate will win. Interesting. Let's read some of the comment coming to us today. Hi, Jerry. What a beautiful man. And Cal and his family. What a gorgeous interview this afternoon. Thank you, whoever you are, for that lovely message. Good on you, Pat, says another late lunch listener. I'm nine years living with multiple myeloma. It's difficult, Pat, and the mental side is the toughest for me. Interesting comment there. hang in there. You're going to be fine. Yep. That's the words from a man. You've heard what he's had to say uh, and what encouragement that that is for you, whoever you are. Um, Sisters on again to wish you the best and are so proud of you (laughs) with us on uh, late lunch this afternoon. And so many people, I'm sure, know you. Just we've half a minute before you go. You obviously love coming back to your home place. Is America the America's home with the children and your life and everything? I was actually talking to Mal Caffrey this morning. My sister and I were talking to Mal Caffrey and we were just talking about that. And I said, you know, I always consider Drogheda my home and America is where I live. So I always say I'm going home to Drogheda. So... Always that will be. And whenever you're home, you're quite welcome to come and join us at any stage. You are a great guy. You really are. I wish you well with your foundation, uh, your wife, Maria, and your children, especially Cal. And enjoy the fly and the rest of your time home. Safe journey back. Thanks, Jerry. Take care. Pat Carr, it's been a pleasure. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors. Heat waves aren't guaranteed this summer, but at Blackstone Motors, we can always guarantee hot offers. Get an affordable 192 Dacia with low APR, zero deposit, and a personalised finance package today at Blackstone Motors. 
Yes, Caroline, got your message. So proud of my brother and niece. Love you lots. Uh, that's from Caroline, Pat Carr's sister. And we're getting lots of messages to say what a mighty man he is. And he really is. And we're thankful that he joined us today on Late Lunch. Now, I'm really looking forward to the next half hour because, you see, my next guests were born in Drogheda, but still in short pants. They were frog-marched onto a plane bound for Australia by their parents more than 30 years ago. However, it didn't take them long to recover from the trauma of being displaced, no doubt due to their musical prowess, which has seen the Healy's become firmly established Irish Australians. I'm delighted to welcome back Nigel, Alan and Gavin Healy to the show. Gentlemen, you're all very welcome. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks, Jerry. Good to be back. Yes. Is yes. that a fair yes. assessment? Absolutely. Were, yes. were you frog marched? We, we, yeah, well, frog marched. Yeah. Yes. Who wants to be dragged from their home at that age? <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it wasn't us. You know. <laughs> yeah. you know, we were talking about this yesterday, and you're, you're right, that if we hadn't have gone... We wouldn't be the Healy's as a band, we don't think. We'd just be doing our own things. Yeah, but because yeah. of going and the closeness that was created, uh, you know, by shifting across to the other side of the world, mm. really kind of set us up to do what we're doing right yeah. now. Faith, so it, destiny. It was faith. It was it was. destiny. So you forgive Sean and Colette. We do. They're forgiven. They're forgiven. Absolutely <laughs> forgiven. For everything. <laughs> but not for nothing. Well, mostly. <laughs> mostly. <laughs> were you really in short pants? Um, well, I was, I was yeah. almost 16, 13 and yeah. 10. So. Yeah. All right, yeah. so you were. Yeah. 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 You sure certainly sure were in short yeah. pants, Gavin, that's for sure. Anyway, and you said it yourself, the rest is history. It's funny the way things happen in our lives. So what year did you go again? Remind us. 88. 88. 88. Yeah, so it is 30, it's 30 years. years 31, 31 years yeah, yeah. at this stage. Yeah. Um, was it an upheaval? Like seriously, like did did, you, did did any of you find it difficult to settle? Were you sad? Well, I, I was I was older, I suppose. So it was probably more difficult for me. Was. Um, I was last year of school, very difficult to, to sort of fit in over there. So I sort of left school, went into work, and it was a bit trickier. The lads been a little bit younger. It was probably easier, yeah. more so for me, being the youngest. You know, yeah. I had a rough couple of days starting off at school. Everybody was wearing completely different clothes. Yeah. Imagine, you know. <laughs> culture shots. Culture, culture shots. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no. They were in duffel coats. <laughs> yes. yes. For the first yeah. two in years. In the middle no, of summer no. in Australia. That's no. right. Yeah. We, we were homesick, homesick very, very much for at least two years. Yeah. Really? Wanting to go back every day because you yeah. miss your friends, miss you miss your, your life. You think, why, why is this happening to me? Mm. Yeah. You know, what, have I, what have I done? That's a challenge for your yeah. folks as well, isn't it? To, Very to, much to settle you down because they're, you know, they're there and they're yeah. committed to it, and and, yep. and that's it. Well, there was a yeah. bit of a community that came yeah. out from Drogheda at the time. Our uncle Jim followed us out a year later. Jim McCann, um, yeah. Jim McCann, and we had um, Fergus Colleen and and Bernie and Ray uh, Dillon, Ray the trumpeter, <laughs> the, the, the Drogheda brass Dillon. band. He came out all at yeah. the same time. Yeah. 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 So you yes. built up a little community in Perth yeah. yes. from the northeast as well. Yeah. And the other thing is. My God, I'd say you guys touched down on Monday. Is that right, yeah? That's right, correct. Right, yeah. You would have to bump into people every 20 yards as Constantly, you walk across yeah. Drogheda with that's the family you have exactly here alone. What happened. Constantly, yeah. 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 We went for our first walk through uh, town there yesterday and it was literally that every yeah every 20, 20 metres <laughs> there was somebody. So yeah. Is it great to meet people that, it's you, brilliant. that yeah, still yeah, know yeah. you? Oh, like absolutely. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Saw some old... Yeah. Kieran Gallagher, my, my old friend from school, straight away here. There he was, green hair, ready to go. Yeah. Brilliant. Smiley Riley. Smiley Riley. Liam Riley down at the Tolsall. Yeah. 
chatting away to Liam. Had a good chat with Liam, yeah. yeah. Just brilliant. And all sorts, yeah. Is this really special to be in your hometown at this time? It Absolutely. Sure is, yeah. More special than any we, other visit. We, we saw what happened last year and yeah. we were jealous. Were you? Absolutely. Devastated. It, yeah, it looked amazing. <laughs> We'd heard about it and we thought, oh, that sounds like it's going to be incredible. And then you see the, 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 the footage and you see Aslan in the middle of the town and everyone standing around and the crowds are like... What, that, I've, you can't even imagine that that's going to happen. It's it was incredible. So well, the last time we were here, 2016. Yes, the town was quiet. It was really empty. There wasn't oh, much going was. on at all. Yeah, and then to see the flower. It's like, oh my gosh, absolutely you know, we packed, have, to, yeah. have yeah. to be a part of this. The pedestrianisation as well, I have to say, of the main thoroughfares has been great. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's the thing to do. And people can flood in there safely knowing that, you know, there's no traffic of that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, a, I know I'm a draw D in myself. It's yeah. like a different place. It's something it? else. It's, it is. Yeah. That's right. It's, it's great to see everyone coming together as well. Cleaning the, the place magical. up, painting the yeah. place, place, getting it ready. Great. Sense yeah. of community. Wonderful. Great vibe. Yeah. Just wonderful. In mm. case I forget, what did you miss most or do you still miss most about our Ireland in Perth. Mm. It has to be family and it's friends. France, yeah, family yeah. friends we and about um, this, you know. star bars and pot noodles. <laughs> <laughs> pot noodles. Pot noodles. I was having pot noodles last night. So yeah. it great stuff. So it's you that'll be bringing the container back <laughs> on the yeah, flight yeah, yeah. of star <laughs> bars. Star bars. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pot noodles. <laughs> but it's, it's a sense of community as well. You know, everybody's so close here. You walk around and yeah. you, you just... I, Actually, my, my son's here as well. He he noticed that the kids are all playing on the streets and they're not on their phones. Yes, and there's so so much of just you know chatting and carrying on. The, the young people, people are, were walking around yeah. through the fly yesterday, and they weren't didn't have their faces stuck in the screens. They were talking to each other. Well, and they were playing. Performing, yeah, performing, and so, so thank God. Mm, thank that God. Is an, yeah, yeah. the single one benefit. Oh, there's loads more of the yeah. flower. Isn't that great? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah because that's yeah. the way we grew up. Yeah, yeah. 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 we had our heads. No, no, no. Anyway, the times change. Times move on. What do you love most about Perth? Because on the other hand, there has to be a real love of something there. That's true, isn't it? I mean, it's a beautiful city. It's, it's spacious. Um, it feels a lot. A lot of Irish, big Irish community there. A lot of Irish people are attracted towards Perth. Maybe it's because there's a great Irish scene there, you know, it's already well established, but it's just, it's a beautiful city. It's it really these big beautiful. blue skies and mm. the beaches and, but, you know, it's the lifestyle. And we have the family yeah. though as well because we, all, we, we yeah. left the family, so what we lost, we gained. We yes. made our own. So now we have yeah. best of both worlds. Yeah. Yes. So we, we have our, our wives and our kids and, yeah. and, yeah. and, and, and the, the family that comes with that, the extended of family. Course. And, so and you keep in touch, you're great guys. Now I know I said I give out about sticking your head in the phones but look we have to say <laughs> yeah. isn't it that's just one you know exactly. you guys really do keep yeah. in touch don't well, you well, well my, my two sons uh, go to university in America so I'm, I'm on Facebook uh, you know we're talking video talking with each other Skype it, it has yeah. made such a difference, mm. a huge difference. From when you guys just, went, yeah. because when you fellas left, there was a telephone. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. And the Dialing it, you know. This young, just, fella, this young fella's looking at me here, your no son, and he's saying, what's he talking about? What's he talking about? Telephone. telephone. There was only a telephone. You had to wait for the calls and yeah. get into a queue, and you might connect or you might yeah. not connect. Yeah, you know yeah. the story. I remember the phone. I was saying to my sons, I remember the phone being connected in the house for the first time yeah. and going, 
wow, this is, look at this gadget. This is great. <laughs> Play with this for ages, you know, and, and go around the dial, you know. And I remember a time I worked with P&T and Albert Reynolds was the minister. And actually, I found a picture of myself and Albert, would you believe, the other day I was involved in something, but he was minister. They put loads of phones into houses. Did you know this? And there was no connections. No, no. But Fianna Fáil counted them as connections because once you had a phone on your table, you had a phone. Absolutely. You might have had to wait six months or a year to get it connected. Yeah. Anyway, that's a story for another day. That's hilarious. Will you play a song for me? Come on, yes, pick sure. up those right, guitars right, there till sure. we hear what the Healy's are all about. What are you going to do first one up today on Late Lunch? Uh, we'll do one from our uh, new album, uh, Dust Till Dawn, is the album. I have it here in my hand. The, the, uh, the song is uh, Funny Money. Funny Money. Funny Money. You're yeah. in the right country to sing about that, boys, <laughs> yeah, I can right, tell yeah. you. Away you go. Feeling a little down on luck. The paycheck had already been spent. The car broke down and they couldn't pay no rent. All the other bills were kept on sneaking on in. They said, So, isn't it funny how a little money can drive you insane? Isn't it funny? How your little honey cried away Don't it seem silly now that you know what you know today Oh my little baby, cause money can't take our love away Things went from bad to worse like that The boss cut his work along with his confidence and pride He didn't want to tell her cause he felt so bad inside A tear fell from her eye She looked at him and smiled She said, so isn't it funny how a little money drive you insane Isn't it funny how your little honey cried away don't it seem silly now that you know what you know today Oh my little baby, this money can't take your love away Times like a steam train And now their hair is grey The kids have all grown up And they're making their own way The son says, Mom and Dad It's so hard to pay my way Afraid she'll up and leave me If I don't find a way They said, Son, isn't it funny How a little money can drive you insane Isn't it funny how your little honey cries away And don't it seem silly now that you know what you know today Oh my little baby, this money can't take your love away Oh isn't it funny how a little money drive you insane Isn't it funny 
How your little honey cried away Don't it seem silly now that you know what you know today Oh my little baby, cause money can't take her love away Oh little honey, money can't take our love away Woo! It's your biggest audience ever, me, just here. But believe me, there are lots more listening to you out there in Radio Land. And we're on Facebook Live this afternoon. Give them all a wave there on Facebook Live. It's the Healy's in studio with me this afternoon. And that's a track from their new album called Dusk Till Dawn. It's called Funny Money. The boys are staying with me and I just want to remind you, if you want to catch them live... They're from Thursday, that's tomorrow, to Sunday in McHugh's. Yes, the beautiful McHugh's, just under the Lawrence's Gate there, right beside it. And they'll be there every evening. But they're going nowhere. Nigel, Gavin and Alan, with me, the Healy's, on late lunch. The Healy's are home and they're buying drink for everyone during the flower here in Drada. So when you see them go over and tap them up, shut the fl- who look with Australian dollars, you know, and they've got a great exchange rate. They just, that's true. They just, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I have, I have an Irish bank account. So there you go. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Were you the one that missed in the offshore inquiry? <laughs> I there was one missing somewhere in the world. I, you shouldn't have said a thing yeah, here yeah, today. Anyway, I'll wipe this out of the podcast. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're Don't worry. Pay me taxes. Pay me taxes. You know, when I look seriously, though, for a moment at you guys and who you've mingled with and met in your new home in Perth in Australia I was just looking recently at the President Michael D Higgins mm. uh, you've been a big part of the international rules which we all know about on a number of occasions when yeah. the GAA take the Irish team That's out right, there yeah. as well yeah. uh, the Rugby World Cup Ireland Australia yeah. and Celtic oh we can't mention Celtic today <laughs> <laughs> after last night yeah. anyway Celtic fans commiserations yeah. but look you really have besides all the other people mm-hmm. It's wonderful, isn't it? When you reflect on it's all great of this. To, to feel that from the community wanting us to do that, yes, you know, the, getting the the request to come and be a part of those uh, occasions is is fantastic. It's an honour. Yeah, it is. Yeah. An honor. Yeah. We mm. never take it for granted. It's always you know each mm. time we play somewhere, or do something new. It's such a buzz, you know. Yeah. We mm. just feel really grateful. Yeah. yeah. Especially and the other? Michael, he was great. Ah, uh, Michael yeah, D. Michael, isn't lovely lovely man. Man. isn't yeah. he yeah. just... A great chat with him, he's a lovely man. <laughs> so look, at he walked mm. back in, you know that last year. Yeah. A few yeah. people tried to give him a little nudge, but... <laughs> Good luck with that, yeah. Good, Good luck. luck with that. Yeah, 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 we yeah, just love him, we yeah. all do. Um, Not surprised. Tell me this, the kitchen features. Hello. I love this. <laughs> yeah. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Tell us, tell our okay. listeners about right. this. We, we, we just had an idea one night. We were sitting in Gavin's kitchen and we thought, let's, let's record a song and just put it out there and say, if you're listening to this, message us and tell us what you'd like to hear. Yeah. Give us a request, wherever you are. And next minute, in they come from everywhere. Pakistan, Brazil. Sri Lanka. You know, all <laughs> over the place. Yeah. We have... We still have Afghanistan. I've still, <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. no kidding. Yeah, and from yeah. here, Ireland, America. Well, I've still got a, we've still got another hundred or so requests to get through. I don't know if we can do them all, but we but we've done we'll, a few. We'll We're on there. a second season of uh, we call them seasons, but you know it's so it's whose kitchen fantastic. was it? Gavin's kitchen. Gavin's kitchen. Your but kitchen. Tell you what, it's person, actually his wife's yeah, kitchen. Yeah, but, but you know, no. I was going to yes. say there was one yeah, person yeah, yeah. who wasn't too happy. She had no idea about it. My, my wife Rebecca. <laughs> She goes, you did what? You posted what? Did you tidy it up beforehand? The kitchen's a mess. If you're going to use the kitchen again, you better clean it. So if you look at the first video, the kitchen is pretty messy. The second video gets a little bit better. A little bit cleaner. Third video is looking pretty shiny. Spit polish. But it really is a fantastic thing. So many people just... It is brilliant they wanted to see it. I wanted to see it to you in person. Thank you. I think it's something pretty unique. And you have something special there. And cultivate. Yeah, I know yeah. you will. I know you yeah. will. But it's it's a homely thing. I think it's a it's a reflection of you guys and your yeah. parents and your yeah. families. This Irish thing. You're yeah. harking back to a time. We, we want to bring that in because we yeah. we, we, do, we don't want to over complicate it or make it something fancy or whatever. It is what it is. It is what it's very the, raw. The whole thing about yeah. the kitchen yeah. is that it's raw. Yeah, it is raw. It's, we we will do it once. We might do it twice, but then that's it. We leave mistakes in. There's, yeah. there's no perfection yeah, yeah, about yeah, it. Just yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. You know. But it's nice to give back. You know, we've had so much from the music community. Yeah. And this is our little yep. way of just giving back. Mm. They've given it's us a nice. life. Yep. And it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, boys, it's special. I just yeah. want to say oh, that again today. Nicolette is home with you, your sister. She is. She is. Where is she? Oh. She's off with her uncle, Gerard McCann, walking in Bewley Wood, out in the woods, <laughs> out, in the woods. <laughs> out with the dog. Well, no better man yeah. yep. to yep. know the woods and yep. walk as well, well with. Yeah. We say hello to her today because well, she was yeah. the one, just to remind listeners, you three guys were born here we were and she was born in Australia. So, And she's your one sister. The little Aussie. There you go. Yeah. You have your son, is which son you hear, Reese. Uh, Reese is which you hear, and there's who? Yeah, who? my son Cormac is here. It's his birthday tomorrow. Oh, He's 20. He'll be playing with us on McHugh's. Birthday. You yes. haven't got a 20-year-old. I girl. do, You're yeah. You're joking. Yeah. And I've got a 23-year-old, <gasps> Neve. Oh, back yeah. back in Perth. She she couldn't come. She's doing a master's degree in, in screenwriting. So oh, she, she couldn't really? couldn't pull yeah. herself away from yeah. that. So Your guys are in America. Yeah, but Liam could be flying in from Indiana tomorrow. We will see. It's, it's an almost. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. And I've two boys, Reese, who came with us. Reese is actually going to play a couple of songs with us as well. Fantastic. And uh, my older boy, Connor. 
Lovely. He's lovely. travelling the world. <laughs> Great musician himself. <laughs> God, the future yeah. is bright indeed well, with all the, the next generation. We'll get the young Healy's going. Yeah. yeah. Healy's. yeah. Yes. We'll use yeah. that one. A lot yeah. of them do that. You know <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. You know that yourself. They'll keep the kitchen going. Watch that. Hey, there'll be no kitchen in the future. We heard this in the show last week. They said people won't be cooking in years to come. They'll just be ringing in and ordering. So the kitchen will be immaculate. Yes. Just let us know in the future. Hope it never happens. I take it you're so looking forward to performing in what is a legendary venue in the town, mm. McHugh's, right under the gate, as I said, Lawrence's Gate Lovely. there, and from Thursday through to Sunday, you're going to be there every evening. Yeah, we sure Absolutely. will be. Yeah, can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah, so many people saying to come down to catch up as well, so it's going to be yeah. a bit of a buzz. If you know these fellas, make sure. You were at the Horse Lips last night. We were. Brilliant. Did you yeah. enjoy it? Oh, it was a great gig. Yeah. Yeah. One, One of our favourite bands. Three bands. Yeah. Yeah. Just unbelievable last Stockton's night. Stockton's yeah. And you should yeah. check that out at the Flower. There are so many gigs going on all over the place. It's just a, a hive of activity here so into the weekend. We'd like to thank McHugh's for uh, for inviting us over as well. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. TP, yeah. top man. He really is. Just one thing before you play out for us. This album here, Vast, tell it's, me about this yes, project. a Vast album. Yeah. Um, an, an incredible situation where someone came up with a concept where in the, in the Pilbara region, which is kind of the, the mining area of Western Australia, um, to to show that it's not just something that people come to and go and work and mine and sweat it's away. It's, 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 it's a, yeah. a, a beautiful community and, and piece of land in itself. So, so they got all the different the range of artists so they've got painters sculptors musicians filmmakers photographers they got about 40 of us and um we well 40 musicians and a whole lot of, of, of other guys mm, mm. and we all camped in a small ghost town yeah. called cossack yeah. we camped around the outside we literally and the, these guys some of the some of the best and biggest musicians Top in musicians, australia yeah um there's an Irish feel as well, you know. Some of, some of these lads are Australian, but they've got Irish parents. They're first generation yes. Australians. Yeah. And yeah. One of them touring with the David Bowie band recently. This kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So Paul Dempsey yeah. and, and uh, so this Tom album McDermott. is the result of that. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The vast project. A week, yeah. a week a in the desert. Well. We made a, we made a movie. There's a, there's a movie doing the doing the it's rounds. Oh, they're the coming to a big screen near you. Will you play out for me? Before will, you do, let me just... It's your good friend, Kieran Gallagher, says, Well, Jerry, you're getting the cream of the crop on Late Lunch into studio this week. We are indeed, Kieran. You couldn't meet a more genuine, nice bunch of brothers than the Healy's. Uh, he says... I remember saying goodbye to them 32 years ago and it's mm. just fantastic to have them back at the flower. There'll be some crack in McHugh's and it's going to be a brilliant weekend. Thanks, Kieran, for that lovely comment today. Thanks, Kieran. May I say great. before you go, it's been great. Thank Thanks, you Thanks so much, so much for doing me the honour of coming here today on this special week. And I want to say a big thank you to Nigel Gavin and Alan Healy, the Healy's. And you're going to play what? We'll do a Christy Moore song. Will you? Yeah. Missing well, you because we're always missing. Uh, we're always yeah. missing. I yeah. love yeah. this one. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, boys. No thank you. Well, In 1986 There's nothing much for a chippy But swinging a pick She can live on love And on love alone She'll sail across the ocean Away across the phone The way you're a paddy Or a biddy or a mick Good for nothing must sack in a brick Your best mate's a spade and he carries a heart Two work horses heavily shot Oh, I'm missing you And I give up at the price of the flight Oh, I'm missing you Under Piccadilly's knee 
on All young people now take my advice Before crossing the ocean, how you better think twice Cause you can't live without love, without love alone And the poop's round in London and nobody's home Oh, I'm missing you I give all for the price of the flight Oh, I'm missing you Under Piccadilly's neon Who did you murder and are you a spy? Just fond of the drink Makes me laugh, helps me cry And I'll just drink a red bitty for a permanent high And I'll laugh a lot less and I'll cry till I die Missing you and I give all for the price of the flight. Oh, I'm missing you under Piccadilly's neon. But the summer is fine, but the winter's a fridge. Wrapped up in old cardboard on the Charing Cross Bridge. And you'll never go home now because of the shame of a misfit's reflection in a shop window pane. Oh, I'm missing you, and I give all for the price of the flight. Oh, I'm missing you, under Piccadilly's. Oh, I am missing you, and I give all for the price of the flight. Oh, I'm missing you, under Piccadilly's. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors. Heat waves aren't guaranteed this summer, but at Blackstone Motors, we can always guarantee hot offers. Get an affordable 192 Dacia with low APR, zero deposit, and a personalized finance package today at Blackstone Motors. Katy Perry and Wide Awake on your late lunch this Wednesday afternoon and we certainly are wide awake on this show today and all week. Now my next guest, you may if you live in North Loud or been in and out of there at any stage remember Dark Horse Pizza. You may remember this little horse box with this couple sold out of for a time. Well things have moved on since then for Ushin Coyle and Zoe Warden because they have some big news and they've had news about where they are and what they're doing now for the last while. But today on the show, Zoe is my special guest. You're welcome to the show. Thanks very much for having me. Thank you for joining me on the show this afternoon. Um, Go back to the before the horse box thing. Tell us a little bit about you and Oshin. How did you come to meet? How did we meet? Such a romantic story. Uh, No, not really at all. (laughs) Uh, We both actually just worked in the same cafe. Um, I had been away travelling and had come home and Oshin had been living away in London and he had moved home 
Um, and we both ended up working in the same place and we kind of just met there and things all just progressed very quickly. So it was love in the kitchen. Love in the kitchen, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As you do. But obviously you had similar, you know, ideas or, you know, that you had thoughts about yeah, going yeah. out on your own. Absolutely. To be honest, for myself, I always wanted to have my own business. I've never really been too fond of other people telling me what to do. So... At least this way I can make my own choices with work. Um, and then Oshin's kind of been the same. You know, he, it's kind of been a passion or dream of his to always have his own restaurant. So it kind of worked for both of us. Um, and yeah, we started off things like you mentioned with the horse box. How did the horse box happen? How did that happen? That happened with too many glasses of wine and access to the Done Deal app. And we bought a horse box. That's how, really, to be honest. I love it. Uh, and then that very romantic idea that we'd be able to convert it ourselves. You know, that's you look at too many pictures online at how easy it is to convert things. And then you're faced with the stark reality of a very disgusting, dirty horse box <laughs> and you cannot do it at all. So we needed a little bit of help to make that look nice and pretty like it was. But um, it was lovely, like it was good fun. And that's how the business started. We bought a horse box, we put a wood fired pizza into it, pizza oven into it. Um, and then the idea was to go and do festivals and have a very relaxed life where we just kind of cook and we you know, have time off. And then reality was it's extremely stressful and we nearly killed each other. So for the sake of the relationship, we <laughs> sold it as fast as we could and then decided to kind of, we had a little pop-up restaurant nights going at the same time. So we decided to make that more full-time and have a little restaurant going. And that's what you're at at this point in that's time. Doing, and yeah. uh, you have a name. And the Supper Club, is that what you call uh, it? Well, we call it the Supper Club. I'm kind of... I wanted the restaurant to be called the Supper Club, but then we're called Dark Horse. So now I'm kind of phasing the Supper Club out and we'll leave it just a Dark Horse. Yeah. That's confusing, I think. Yeah. Two names. Okay, so Dark Horse. Is just Dark Horse. Yeah. I yeah. think that's a good name for what you both do because yeah. you are Dark Horses that when it comes. It. And yeah. you have to always watch a Dark Horse. Yeah, and that's yeah, it. Yeah. I think there's a catch to that as well. So the lesson today is if you want to fall out of love or split, buy a horse box yeah. and spend a little time in there together. You and lock yourself in guaranteed. there. Guaranteed. Yeah. But you know, seriously, you you had built up a, a following and a reputation going round the different festivals and yeah. events. You know that well yourself. And, and it was great fun. Like it was great crack. And once you're getting into it and you're at, you know, in the festival and you're selling stuff and it is, it's great atmosphere, but just it's a lot of preparation, a lot of stress when you're doing it with your other half. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So, the, and the horse box is gone. It's gone. Okay. It's a lovely woman down in Wicklow. Has they it taunt. There's <laughs> peace in the camp at this stage. <laughs> Look, so Dark Horse, you're in Belurgan and in you're in a place that was well known as a butchery at yeah, one stage. Yeah, I know the irony. Yeah, I know. It was my partner, Oshin. It was his father's um, butchers. And um, it had been lying empty for a couple of years. So we just decided it's at our house out in Belurgan just like really close by to the to the home. And um, yeah, it had been lying empty. So we just decided why not just try and do something with this space. And it took a little while, a lot of love. And we finally, looks less like a shed and an old butcher's and more like a nice cosy <laughs> restaurant now. So. But here's the irony. <laughs> Once a butcher shop. Yeah. There's not a screed of meat in that no, restaurant we had now. to do a lot of cleansing had to burn a lot of sage in there to remove I'm all sure that you had you know the way yeah. people who are vegans mm -hmm. they would really want to be assured that nothing yeah. has really touched the place that it had anything to do with know. any sort of meat I'm off the floor that's a bit good enough uh, isn't good it <laughs> that's it loads a vegan restaurant that's what Dark Horse is that's what we are yeah both of us are vegan so so when do you open 
Uh, every Friday and Saturday evening from six o'clock. That's it. That's two it. evenings a week. Two evenings a week. And then we kind of do other days, you know, like Valentine's Day or Mother's Day or whatever. Maybe those. And then we kind of do lots of other things as well. So on top of the restaurant being open each weekend, we would do like private hire for functions or parties. We do catering, do wedding cakes, birthday cakes. So I kind of feel like anything that you can think of with relation to food, we're able to accommodate it in some way. With I think so. vegetables and fruit only. No, not vegetables and fruit only. There's a whole spectrum of things. I like, think, like, 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 like. I can't just name every single... Few things. A few things, like vegetables, obviously, and fruits. And then you have nuts and pulses and grains and a Aye, whole host a of lot, things. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Things. I'm only being facetious. I'm only just throwing yeah, that at yeah. you. But I'm just thinking, I have a name for you for next Valentine's. Oh, what's that? Vegan Valentine's, VV. There we go. There's Do you mind if I take that? Oh, it's yours. It's mine, you it's mine now. <laughs> for sure. But hey... Were you and Oshin always vegan? Uh, I wasn't. No, I kind of am vegan about four years now. And then he's obviously vegan because he met me and I was doing most of the cooking. So now he's vegan. <laughs> uh, son of a butcher. So and he's just been a chef for years and years. So he was never oh, he's disowned the Tom. The gorilla. He's yeah. gone. You know, <laughs> he's not the butcher love. boy anymore. No, not anymore. Uh, but no, yeah, he's I've the been... cabbage kid now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah I've been vegan for like four years so at the start it's kind of hard and you do think all you have to eat is vegetables and fruit but actually once a little bit of time and a little bit of googling there's actually a million things you can be cooking and eating you know it's not as scary as most bland or disinteresting not at all bland oh here's the other thing nutritional it's super nutritious. I'd yeah, it's extremely nutritious. You know definitely. the way they say to you, you need your red meat. Yeah, you gotta eat some they're, red meat, you know. They're mad though. They're mad saying that. <laughs> Are they? Absolutely. So what do you substitute for the meats and things like that when you for, want those? like for protein, yes, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um we'd eat a good bit of organic tofu, then we'd have lots of lentils, like red lentils, uh green lentils, have nuts, we got nut butters, we'd have um pulses and then you know, protein, it's in like lots of different things, things that you wouldn't even think of. So I think once you're including some form of vegan protein, you know, like lentils, tofu, nuts, whatever, Mm. and you have a really varied diet and eat lots of different fruits and vegetables, you're pretty, you know, you'll be set, you'll be fine. I went vegetarian for two weeks here on this show a few years ago and I stuck to it. Now, not vegan, I went vegetarian. Mm -hmm. How did it go? Deirdre Hurley was my producer at the time and after a few days she said to me, will you eat a burger quick? (laughs) Now, I'm not one to fall out of sorts ever, as you can see. Mm -hmm. The glass is always half full with me and I'm upbeat. I try to be as much as I can. (laughs) I don't know what happened. Physiologically, something went inside me. Well, sure, it's... But I stuck to it. I did it. I saw the burger and I did it. But what happens is like you're addicted to those things. So when you take them away, you're going to... I was having withdrawal. Like, oh, I had them. Oh, I had that. Them, I had that. Know, so. She had that. Yeah, definitely. 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 You, you're lovely. Stay there for a moment because I have more to talk to you <laughs> about. Zoe Warden is with me on late lunch this afternoon. She's a dark horse. Well, a restaurant is dark horse in Belurgan. Dark horse is a vegan restaurant in Belurgan. And Zoe Warden is with me today. And our better half, Oshin Coyle. Well, it's the pair of them are running it. Is that OK to say better half about the cabbage kid? I don't kid? know about yeah. that now, but you've said it now, haven't I've said you? It. It's, it's out late. there. I can't it's take it back at this stage. <laughs> Tell me this. Where do you source your vegetables? And our vegetables? Um, so we kind of a mix mash at the beginning. We were buying our uh, produce from a few different places, but 
we both did a little organic home growers course last year. Um, and so from February gone, we got a polytunnel in and we've been doing loads of organic growing at home. So loads were the aim of the game is to try and grow as much stuff as we can for the restaurant. So we're not having to buy it in from other I places. I really like you even more the more mm. I hear because I'm a gardener myself. And we do a feature here in the show called Tunnel to Table each ah, month cool. with Nikki Very Kyle. Good. Each season, I meant to say, with Nikki yeah. Kyle from the Nolan. She's an organic gardener as well. Lovely, yeah, yeah. And are you learning? Is this new to you growing? Oh, very new. So lots of mistakes have been happening. You must love it, though. I do actually really love it. And like my mom loves it as well. So I probably got it a bit from her. Um, and I, it's just really... There's something really therapeutic about it, like especially being in the polytunnel, nice and warm and cosy. Doesn't matter if it's raining outside. You go in and you can just kind of work away and hands in the soil. Yeah, it's good for you. All that isn't really it? Really good all for the you. Minerals and things that kind it of it is a connection. Yeah, that, that is for sure. So, so you're trying to get to that point that you'll have as much as you can. Yeah. Otherwise, are you looking for organic? Is that what you're looking for, or We're, necessarily? Yeah, we try and buy in as much organic stuff as we can, and if it's not organic, then try and get local stuff. But ideally, we want to try and grow as much stuff as we can. Um, and so we've actually, we kind of said to ourselves, this year will be a tester year. We'll see how it goes. But we're so surprised the amount of um, produce we've had. The polytunnel is just absolutely incredible. Everyone should have some Everyone facility have. in their back yeah. gardens, no matter how small get or growing. whatever, to get growing yeah. and get get providing for yourself and yeah. taste it. I have a lot of tomatoes at the yeah, moment. Yeah. I have loads of courgettes, cucumbers, yeah. basil, uh, new potatoes in the garden. I have quite a, yeah, quite a range of stuff. It's the same, actually. Yeah. It sounds the same as us. Tell me this while you're here. Help me, help oh, me, help me. Try my courgettes. best. Courgettes. Give me a way of cooking courgettes. Now, they're lovely if you just slice them and fry them with a little oil mm. in the pan and pepper or whatever on them. Maybe yeah. a little uh, cheese over the top of them. Yeah, Anything yeah. else. How can I make them nicer? How can you make them a thing? Uh, courgettes. We kind of chop them up and we'd, we'd use, because obviously it's courgettes are everywhere now, so we do. We have a lot of them on the menu. Uh, we do courgette fritters, so we grate them and then with a bit of chickpea, chickpea flour and sweet corn, make a little chickpea um, make a burger a patty like a little patty and then you fry it in the pan so it's courgette sweet corn fritter they're really tasty okay. so you fry those Lovely. and then we do like a roast courgettes on our pizzas or roast courgette in a curry and so you just chop it into chunks and when in doubt olive oil sea salt pepper loads of garlic in the oven and roast it and that's it I am just salivating here as you <laughs> yeah. even say that. So there's a couple of ways for me as well. Yeah. I, I remember doing a curry with them all right years ago, yeah. using a little mayonnaise, which maybe you shouldn't do with curry powder and that, and putting them in the oven. And oh, right. Oh my, they were nice, I have to say. Yeah. Uh, but it's something that when you have a lot of them, it's trying to, you know... Find you different get, ways. You get bored doing the same way you over do. and over. Course, you do. Yeah. Is there anything to beat an Irish tomato grown in your own tunnel? Nothing. There isn't? No. They're so delicious. Mm. And we actually, we have a baby. We have a nine month old. So I have her in with me and I'm kind of biting a little bit of the tomato and giving her some and she's loving it. Yeah, really, You really are nice. starting that young lady off mm. on the right path. It's lovely to be able to do that, yeah. I understand where, you know, people are moving in this direction. And there's a, there's a huge push now with this climate thing to say mm. to people, we need to move more this way away from the red meats and the yeah, chicken yeah. and things like that as well. Who's your typical customers? Are, are they younger? Let me say this word no. of the air. Are they young crusties or no, older crusties? No, but that's what I expected to be. No. no, and I completely get what you're saying. We didn't really know who was going to be our main kind of customer base when we started off. And I kind of thought maybe we would have more of a 
if you can see me now, the doing my eco warrior type, yeah. save the Little planet, hip, hipstery vegan. It's not that. It's not. But I think because the type of food that we make, and we're really passionate about food and flavor and everything, uh, we just now get lots of local people, a lot of actually people more middle aged. Um, who just want to come out, go somewhere different, try something and different. And try something different. Yeah, that's you it. do know Hugh Fernley Whittingstall had a series on TV and the subsequent book yeah, where he I just vegged them. out love for them. a whole year, yeah. all the seasons through the year. And uh, man I admire and met. And Ooh. he used some of my honey once, Mr. Uh, Jamie Jesus. Oliver. You met Jamie Oliver? I did. I gave him, I, I met him at, uh, he was at a demonstration Jealous. in Dublin and I had bees at the time and I brought up some of my honey and he used my honey cool. on, co- no, I shouldn't say this, but you hear, cooking lamb. So Cal, pretend I didn't hear you it. You didn't hear that? No. Honey on lamb. It was a surprise <laughs> to me as well. But I met him. But his next book is just solely on yeah. edge. It's, everyone is seeming to be going that way, which is really fantastic. And it, you do notice that even over the last year or so, Lots of cafes, restaurants will all have vegan options where before people wouldn't even know what it meant. So it is great to see that you can go out and at least have something to eat when you're not necessarily in a vegan restaurant. You know, it seems to be catching on. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I can understand, like, there is a lightness to the food you're talking about and that yeah. you produce as well, yeah. because it is hard in this wee body of ours that we have, you know, at yeah, times to yeah. pr- process a- an awful lot of the, of the heavy foods. Yeah. So two evenings a week at, at the moment... Where do you see it? You're doing the other stuff, you yeah, told me as well. Yeah. It's kind of... It's a tough one. We do always kind of ask ourselves that question all the time. Um, For the time being, we won't be extending the hours anymore because the weeks just kind of fill up. They're so busy. Um, And I would actually really love to get more into doing catering because I find that really exciting to get to go to different places and cook and you're kind of in a different place each time and um, that's kind of the route I want to kind of pursue a bit more where Oisin is kind of sticking more with the restaurant. So it's nice to kind of have a bit of variety. Um, and then same with wedding cakes and cakes. I never, I never in a million years would have ever said I was going to do baking. My my mom was always fantastic at it and I thought I was cursed. I couldn't bake anything. <laughs> but for some reason, I just seemed to be getting really good at it. So I just did my first wedding cake a few weeks ago. And it so was that's clever. a vegan wedding cake? Vegan wedding cake. We do a lot of gluten-free stuff as well. So I can do gluten-free cakes, vegan cakes. But I wouldn't even, I know we're talking about vegan, but I kind of think it's just really nice food, really tasty food. You wouldn't mm. even... It's not like you're going to eat it and think, oh, I'm eating a vegan meal. It's just a really nice meal. So, you know, it kind of suits everybody if you're gluten free, yes. if you're vegan, if you're not. It's for everybody. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. You have a, a a lot of possibilities ahead of you as well with with the, you know, the, the, the grounding in Dark Horse, you yeah, know, in, yeah. in Belorgan yeah. as well. How do people get in touch with you to find out more if they want yeah, to try um, out? We're on Facebook and we're on Instagram, Dark Horse Pizzas. We have a website, darkhorsepizzas.ie. Um, and the easiest way probably is just to message me or call me on um, 089-207-8319. And we will have that number in case you hadn't time to write it down off the main number here, 1850 We'll drop it there as uh, Zoe leaves us today. And if you want to call in, we can pass that on to you. You're different. You're <laughs> new. You're exciting and I wish you well. Thanks for the very future much. and congratulations to Oshin and yourself on what you've done. Dark Horse, Belurgan, North Loud. Remember the name. Thank you so much, Zoe Warden, for joining me on Late Lunch today. Thanks very much. Mm-hmm.
The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors. Whatever the temperature, it's zero at Blackstone Motors. That's zero deposit on all 192 Renault models until August 31st. Get exclusive savings and a personalised finance package today at Blackstone Motors. Tomorrow to the day, it's 10 years since it all began. I'm talking about Combines for Charity and I, I, I can't remember this, but I'm going to be reminded in a moment. We introduced it here on Late Lunch all those years ago. Today, uh, we're going to tell you about what's happening this year with the Combines and reflect on the events they've had on during the year's world record-breaking events and the money they've raised. Joining me on the show today is Frank Hemmerich, Joe Dunhoe, Philip Brady, the current chairman, and I'm also joined by Tony Brady, who reminded me he was in this studio with me 10 years ago. Well, I'll tell you this, Tony Brady, you have a better memory than I have. What do you remember that day? That was the start of it, was it? That yeah. was the start of it, Jerry. I thought we'd have made a better impression on you that day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, give me a break, will you? <laughs> 10 years and, you know, I don't remember who I had yesterday. Well, but uh, we come in from the field, we're getting the field ready That's 10 years right, ago. that's right, yeah. And yeah. Uh, we come in to do a promo for us. People were still a bit hesitant, wondering was it going to happen. And uh, it happened 10 years ago and since then we've went from strength to strength. You certainly have. That first year, um, was this idea born in Canada or were Canada the record holders? There's something about that, isn't there? Uh, it I, it was actually a, a record in Canada. Philip was looking at YouTube. He was free and easy then, 10 years ago. Okay. And he started talking about this record. It'd be great, bit of crack and show tillage farmers and have a small event, maybe 20 or 30 combines to raise money for charity. And we ended up, I think, with 180 Mm. And the first year we raised 375,000. What? Uh, which was a massive that amount of money. That is simply ginormous. Did you beat the world record the first time out? Uh, we did, yeah. And uh, They came back then at you, the Canadians. Uh, yeah, but we still hold our, the record. Yes. And nobody but, has but, but back it. then you set it, they regained it again, but you grabbed it back off them since. Yeah. And you hold the record We now. hold the record at the moment, yeah. We also hold the record for the most forage harvesters working together. Mm. So, uh, Ten years on and here we are and you're still going strong. It's, it's not bad for an ad hoc group of tillage well, farmers. I have to say, it's not bad at all. It, it's blimmin' well great, I have to say. Let's bring in your chairman. Philip Brady is here with us uh, this afternoon. You are the main man this time round. So you were doing the bit of Googling, was it, at the time of having a check out of this? I was, yeah. It was, it was a, a wet February day, so it was... A, <coughs> I said, I really want to get this going, so I do. And said it to my father and I said it to Cyril Darcy and a committee was formed of 10 cereal growers. And um, it just grew from there. Uh, the Australian record was 56 combines and we blew that out of the water. So we didn't. <laughs> and 10 years later, we're all still together. And What's the record? What, what record do you hold? How many? 204. Yeah, yeah, 204. Yeah, yeah. 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 Is it Frank? Yeah, 204. Yeah, yeah. yeah. in, in yeah. the one field. Yeah, that was in 2009. Uh, we, that was it. Um, and this is verified and everything by the, yeah. the Guinness Book, etc. Yeah, cetera. everything mm. verified by the Guinness Book of Records, yeah. Being chairman of this this year, in the 10th year. It's, it's, it's a pleasure, it's an honour to be chairman in the 10th year. Um, like who thought ten years ago we'd be still going to like it wasn't when we started it was just a one off event and to date we've nearly raised seven hundred and fifty thousand. 
You listen to that, folks. 750,000 in the 10 years. Yeah. It was a phenomenal amount of money raised. And uh, in the intervening time, then we ran another monster draw where we went to different events like the ploughing match and so forth. And there was that was in 2010. And 10. And then in, 2000, in 2017, we ran another event because we're all sort of machinery petrol heads. Uh, we were anxious to run another event out in uh, in in um, Trim. Yes. In May. Mm. And I'm not joking you. The response you get from farmers, even in the doom and gloom area, like when we started off in 2009 and 10, things were down. People were wanted to go. And once they got this idea of a farm lift, people just took off. We just couldn't believe the response we were getting. You see, so I do right. remember you now, Tony. Yeah. I remember those days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Frank's after it. Yeah, now yeah, I have you for yeah. sure, yeah. So in, in 2000, we said we couldn't run another combine event because we thought it'd be too much to ask. Mm. Because people came with their combines from Clare, Derry, Longford. And then when we ran the, the, the grass event, they came again on the tractors, driving from everywhere, just to be there, to have their day out, and to punch their fist into the air, yes, we can do it. And it was a phenomenal day. And, so that, you, and that's the great buzz about yeah. Convines for Charity. We get in there and we do things. And um, But this year now we want to run a raffle. And um, we want to on our 10th anniversary. And it's going to be launched tomorrow in the snail box at half 11 in the morning where we'll have all the beneficiaries that we donate money to. And um, so we're looking forward to that. So we'll have a great prizes involved. And uh, actually, Joe will run through you with all the prizes we're doing. We hope to sell around 3,000 tickets. How much are they each? Yeah, they're 50 euro each. And um, the, the prizes are there. So there's 10 prizes. Yeah. So for people out there, you've a, you've a one in 10 chance mm. of winning a prize. It's not just you're going to be called out. You have 10 chances. Okay. When you buy a ticket for 50, you have 10 chances of winning a prize. And the prizes are phenomenal. From 1 to 10, they're worth €125,000. So there's a big prize fund There's here. a big prize involved. Let me bring Joe in. Joe, are you involved, Joe O'Donoghue, from, from day one with this? Yes, I was uh, co-opted on the committee to represent North County Dublin and East Meads. Like, it was actually Cyril Darcy who contacted our local Chagas advisor and asked what I represent that side because they were trying to get a spread of mm. so to get catch all so I would organise amongst the farmers in my area to come and support and that's the way the committee worked each member worked in his like Michael Kieran is from County Loud and he works County Loud and the, like the Bradys are from Trim and they work down and Michael Lawler he's from Denor and he works Denor so mm. we, we all got segments and we all got people but it, it, it spread out beyond that like in other other counties want to get it, like farmers from there, as Frank said, they travelled all over. And yeah. men from down the country raised, had their own little raffle out there to raise funds to transport the combines up mm. to the event. And was that how the money was raised? When you came and partook in this, you raised money. Was that the idea? Yeah. On the initial event, every combine owner brought €1,000 with them. Okay. And like in 2009, when there wasn't much money floating around, and not only did they bring a thousand euros, they brought more than a thousand euros mm. with them. 
and that's how we really got to uh, raise the money yeah. that year. Uh, and then when you think of those dark days, and I just want to mention that you had three, uh, well, at, at the minute you have three main charities, Barnardo's, uh, the National Rehab Hospital in Dunleary do fantastic work there, and here in the North East, well, so many people in Meath and Louth and North County Dublin and all around have benefited from the Gary Kelly Centre, and you're big supporters of the centre there, I know, yeah. Frank. Yeah, yeah, well, see, the whole thing about, um, like, all there's 10 of us together and we do all our work totally voluntary we don't take a penny we enjoy doing it we love doing it there's a buzz in it we said we give it 10 years and that's exactly what we've delivered and we what we what the great thing about it is you're meeting other people that we don't know about like you know Gary Kelly the rehabilitation and uh, um, Bernardus yeah and when you get to, to when you go to meet these people and show us what they're doing, you know you get a different perspective on life, what people's needs are, and what other people do. And that's what that's a great buzz. And also we we donate money to smaller. I see that to, there's, to, a to, list there's a list of people that, charities there that, 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 that we can do yeah. and help. You know what and, I mean? And just looking through the years as well, you haven't done the combines every year. I see that. You know, in case people think you've been at 10, 12, 13, 17, 19, yeah. and and here we are today yeah. today with this one. So the idea. This year, you're having this big draw, three thousand tickets, fifty euro each, and is launched in the snail box tomorrow. Rather than reading them all out one after the other, what's the first prize in this? The first prize is, a, is an Amarek uh, Jeep, and the second prize is a T Rock Volkswagen Amarek Jeep and a T Rock. T Rock is second prize. Second prize, and then these are massive prizes. Massive prizes. And there's a yeah. twenty thousand pound cash prize as well and also uh, for the women uh, John Deere Gator there's also <laughs> for the brown, boys as well <laughs> there's a Brown Thomas voucher there there's holidays F- for the ladies for the ladies <laughs> and we cover, look after the ladies too all aspect with the, the the cars have been uh, we've been helped by some sponsorship from Western Motors and Drogheda have sponsored the, yeah yeah helped us with the vehicle so fantastic fantastic so look the the message today is 10 years on is this a wrap at 10 years do you do no, you, do no. You, no. No, no, we don't see it as a wrap. No, we just it's the start for the next ten years. Ah. Yeah, we've we've you know like we're at ten years and we're so far and we said no, we'll keep going. We give we give it another couple of years again and keep at it. And uh, once if people need us and we're and we're happy to work together, why not? Will we keep see it, keep, uh, keep it going? The raffle is this. Will we see you in the fields again? Will, do you, will you do another? Yeah, thing? we will do another event. There's no doubt about it. There's another thing coming down the track. People want it. We've been asked to do it. You've got to get it organised. The whole thing is uh, we need to get the people behind us going forward. But we need people at this point of time now. We want to raise money uh, for between now and 2000 uh, and 2020 to sell tickets. And after that, then there'll be another event coming up. But in the vending time, we need people's support okay. for this. The raffle is in January, so there's lots of time to get tickets for it. But it is a limited number. The prizes are fantastic. The snail box tomorrow, what time? Uh, half eleven. I'll see you here. I'm trying to think of the year here now, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be back and say, do you remember 20 years ago? Please, God, we're all around to yeah, see you. Yeah. When I sat in the studio with you first. But look at your great people. Yeah. Congratulations on the world records. Yeah. On all the money you've raised, on the yeah. charities you've supported. Yeah. And this really does deserve a push this well, year for you. The, the, well, the main thing is we enjoy it. Yeah. And the main thing it, we can guarantee everybody is totally voluntary on our behalf. And um, we put our heart and souls into it. We meet up and um, we just get on with the job and um, that's what we need there's just one thing Jerry. Yeah. if people are considered like a wedding present a birthday present Christmas present anything like that what better would be give 
a ticket. Come as you can win a T Rock. You can win it. You know. Oh, listen. You don't have to say we it. We also have to appreciate. We'd be nothing only for the, our supporters. Okay. Our supporters are number one. Ah, absolutely. And, espe- and especially the help yeah, from LMFM. Oh, look. Very- we're we're delighted to go behind you and support you all the way. I have to leave it there for today. I'm really my producer in there. Look, 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 look over your shoulder. <laughs> have to say good luck to you all. The snail box tomorrow morning, yeah. and it yeah. all goes from there. We'll come back to this. I promise you before yeah. January. All right. Have to leave it there, gentlemen. Thank you for joining me on the show, Philip and. Tony Brady, Joel Donahue, and Frank Hemrick. It's been great to meet you Thank again. You. You're very welcome. We Thanks. leave you in the company of Fleetwood Mac and go your own way. They're going their own <laughs> way to the snail box tomorrow. See them there. Bye. See you tomorrow. Half one. with Blackstone Motors. The elegant, classy and agile Renault Megane Hot Hatch is fantastic with a chassis tuned for thrills. What are you waiting for? Drop in to Blackstone Motors and test drive a 192 Megane Hatch Sports Tourer or Grand Coupe Toda. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.